Welcome to Broadcast Media, the inside track, brought to you by Ancast. And here's your host, Ben Anker. Welcome back to the show. Uh, this week, we've got Kevin Maroney online. He's uh, a broadcast consultant with 25 years experience in the industry. And today, I think we're going to be talking about something to do with commercial negotiations. Is that right, Kevin? Yeah, well, you can talk about yeah my experiences in the industry and things I've things I've seen, things I've done. Yeah. yeah. So uh, before the show, you were telling me you you had uh, a, a big project to do with UView many years ago. How, how was that? Do you want to take us through that? Yeah. Well, uh, I was working for, for my, my career started with the BBC, um, and then that that part of the uh, the division was sort of sold off, and we were working for an American company at the time, a company called Crown Castle. And we had uh, we had we won the contracts for um, uh, the BBC low power digital telly. You know they were still operating an analog telly, but they, and we also won the contract with a company called ITV Digital. If you remember ITV Digital, they had <laughs> with, with, with the set top boxes, right? That's right. The set top yeah. It was all new technology, and you know, and uh, there was um, you know, it was an exciting time. You know, we were. We were we were making things up as we went along, and it was it was cool. Um, but unfortunately, uh, ITV Digital decided well, we, ITV Digital was struggling to compete um, against Sky, and and uh, and so they 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 made a decision to close ITV Digital down and carry carry on, you know, with their, with their sort of headline broadcasting on, on analog telly. And that wasn't great for our key uh, for for um, Crown Castle because it meant that um, we've got a, a brand new network, a low power d- digital tele net network, um, DVBT. If 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 anybody's interested in that, so uh, you know the technology, um, and the uh, you know it was a network that was had only had only got one customer then, uh, ITV, uh, sorry BBC. So we were we were a bit stumped. So um, we had a look at things and. After many many discussions and lots of hybrid discussions with the uh, with our uh, parents, we decided we we're going to apply for the licenses. And we, together with uh, the BBC, applied for uh, the three licenses. Sky were involved, um, and they were initially going to be, uh, apply for one of the licenses, but um, for regulatory reasons, they were prevented from doing that. So, so. Crown Castle, as was, applied for two licenses, um, which became COM5 and COM6. And the BBC applied for one license, which actually became PSB3. Uh, so the first the first license the BBC has is, is, is awarded under under Royal Charter, that, and the, the second license they currently have is, is, uh, is, is essentially back to that process in 2002. And then that meant that once we got the license, we just had to go and basically um, fill up the mucks with new customers and, um, and and get things going again. So it meant you know really starting from scratch and you know getting coding and multiplexing in place because that had been previously provided by by, by ITV Digital, and it meant renegotiating distribution contracts. Um, it meant um, and then renegotiating all the carriage agreements. So yeah, it was wow. an exi- exciting time. And I, I guess do these negotiations get quite protracted like like the uview thing did that last months or years or how, how long do these normally well, it, take? It, it, it couldn't it couldn't last um uh, a long time because we had a network and and you know there was there was there was pressure to to sort of get the network back up and running again both from a regulatory point of view 
um, uh, Ofcom awarded the licenses that said, you know, and the whole the whole the whole premise of, of why the Ofcom awarded the licenses was because we said it would be Freeview, and that's where the Freeview brand was was born. And you know, great credit to the BBC um, that they that they 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 came up with that um, that that. Uh, that brand, as it as it as it were, um, and there was lots of companies that were set up as associated with that. So that's where DML came and DTVSL, and effectively that's where DUK uh, was born as well. So uh, so so yeah, it was all we, we had to get things up and running within the space of a nine month time frame. So it was right. it, it was a bit it was a bit hairy, yeah. and um, I basically. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I'd got young kids and a family, and I, I lived near Warwick, so I just disappeared one day, and I was gone for months. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I came home at the weekends, but you know, I was, I was, my wife didn't see me for, and I missed my wedding anniversary as well. Oh so. no, she, yeah, the midnight yeah, oil. We, we we don't we don't ever talk about that. Obviously, my wife remembers it on a regular occasions, but um, you know, we try oh, not to talk about. Yeah. But no, so we, we had to get everything up and running. I can tell you about one one particular negotiation with um with one of the one of the clients. Um, we I, I was in London and we, we had to conclude this deal and we we've been negotiating for weeks basically, and we had to get it done by uh, 10, a, 10 a.m. the next day. There was a deadline because we were all ready to, to sort of announce the deal. Um, but there was still. Between me and you, there was a lot of key terms that hadn't been agreed. You know, that the price was one of them, yeah. and um, and a lot of other things besides. And uh, it was taking forever to get done. You know, and we had lawyers, and we were trading contracts backwards and forwards. And it got to about six p.m. that night, and I said to you know the team that I was with, I said, "Look, we'll, we'll, let's just because we were we we we'd sent the contract back to their lawyers." Um, I don't I don't recall who the lawyers were, but I probably shouldn't mention them anyway. But we we, we sent them back, and we were in our lawyers' offices, and so we um, I said, look, you know, they're going to be hours before they come back because I could tell that they were playing games because that's what happens. You know, everybody plays games; it's all all part of the fun. Yeah. So I said, let's go and get some dinner and just relax. And they all thought I was crazy. And they said, no, we've got, we've got to get it done. It's got to be done the next hour. Said, it's no way it's going to get done. Let's just let's just. So we went had 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 dinner in the in the solicitors and we you know we we waited and waited about ten o'clock that night we 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 heard back from that 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 side so we would we were kind of refreshed and happier and whatever and basically the whole process went through the night we didn't get anywhere near our hotel and uh, about nine thirty in the morning was when the deal was actually signed half an hour before we were due to go to <laughs> um, the people i was w- w- were with were sort of all panicking oh it's never going to get done and what else it's got to get done because they're as committed as we are to, to do this so we just had to hold our nerve and you know somehow it worked out yeah i guess there's uh, a lot of brink- brinkmanship involved i guess yeah. quite a lot of the time yeah and, and, the, fu- uh, the funny part though was if i just tell you this one the funny part was we went to the hotel at about ten o'clock, and this this lady in the reception, she said, "Are you checking in?" I said, "No, no, we're we're checking out." I just <laughs> <laughs> and she said she she was bemused. <laughs> yeah, 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 brilliant. And Kevin, I'm I'm interested because uh, I speak to a lot of people who who make the move from say broadcast operations into you know projects or sort of technology. 
have you did you start in the commercial space to begin with or did you start in the tech or you know? no i started in the in, in operations yeah and then i went through went through you know a number of sort of uh, roles um including uh, the supply chain and then then i ended up um uh, in the, on the commercial, looking after customers. So, um, so I, I know I've done I've done a fair few roles in in, in my time. I've been I've been on call out uh, duty, you know, being called out, on, you know, Christmas Eve and yeah. and uh, you know Boxing Day and all that. I've I've done I've done all that, and I know I you know I've I've run operations as well. I've run run a sort of um, a, a, a a desk centre, you know, an MCR centre. So, you know, I've, I've Pretty much what I've done, which helps because when you're when you're sat in front of a client and you're talking about things, if you've got a little bit of knowledge about how it works, it helps. You know, you can you can actually help. Yeah. You know, well, that's not going to work, but this one this might work. It's sort of all it's all about sort of um, you know making things making things you know with the other side of the client. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah, that, that's that's the angle I was thinking of actually. Yeah. Um, so, have you? Um, I guess. Recently, you've sort of carried on working in in the commercial negotiations and stuff. It's yeah. Well, I, I since um, since I'd left, I left Arkiva in two thousand and fifteen. I I was the commercial and regulatory director for 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 Arkiva. So I I was the one that um, you know clients had were ITV, BBC, all the radio customers, Bauer Global, and also we looked after uh, my team looked after the uh, the the the, the uh, regulator well at Ofcom. We did, did did you know we basically tried to keep them happy as well, and and the uh, office of the adjudicator who who was also uh, you know regulates Arkiva. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, involved in in you know various uh, projects whilst I was there. Um, including radio DAB expansion, which 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 was uh, interesting an interesting project, and I was also involved with uh, digital switchover. I was the uh, the commercial uh, uh, director, who sort of you know sort of had to front ah. up, front front that up to uh, to clients. Uh, very hairy moment when when uh, we had a fire at Oxford whilst they were in trying to install the uh, antenna. And oh, no. I, I was in a meeting at the BBC at the time. And when I came out, I switched my phone off when I'm in a meeting because I think it's rude not to not to do that. I came out, I put the phone on and it literally lit up. There were so many messages. Yeah. <laughs> and I called back and they said, we've got a fire, you know. So we, that, that was a bit hairy because the, 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 D, the DSO programme or Digital Switchover programme um, was uh, pretty high profile, as, uh, as some of people may remember. And everybody was interested from from the clients, from BBC, ITV, etc., through to Ofcom, D, DCMS as also were were also very very interested in in the whole process. So, you know, I had to then find myself the next day, you know, at DCMS offices with boots blacked um, and uh, you know books down my trousers to sort of explain what was going on. The and DCMS I, is the digital and. Uh, uh, culture and uh, media, culture, uh, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, and and so they they were nervous, and I basically had to sort of go in and and calm the waters and say, don't worry, we've got it under control. We're doing this, and explain all the things we were doing, and basically keep everybody, you know, a bit like Captain Mannering, say, don't panic, it's it, it will be fine, and indeed it was, and yeah. um, and that's you know that uh, what I would say. Working in this industry, you work with some really smart people. You'll yeah. work with some really bright people. And it's actually that's the fun part because when yeah. you hit a problem, you know you've got a team behind you that are going to sort the problems out. And, you know, it, you have to have confidence in people to be able to do that. And I yeah. always do. 
Actually, it's uh, curious you mentioned that because, you know, if we think of a commercial director, it's not someone doing maths on a, on an Excel sheet. There's that then the soft skills that you just mentioned then, right, Kevin? Yeah. yeah. Well, you have to you have to be good at maths as well, and, well, and yeah. you know, and have the Excel skills and all that. But but I also had a team of, of fan. You know, I, in my team, I had I had a, a range of skills from from sort of sort of engineering, you know, uh, uh, to, through to through to finance. And you know, the finance people I had were very good, you know, excellent, and they they understand. You know, you know their 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 subject very very well, but it's that it's that the 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 team works by when you've got people of different skill sets, you 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 make it work because you know that they're all motivated, they all want to work to work to achieve a common goal, but they've got their own specialism, and you rely upon that specialism. I understand what they're doing, but I never tell them what to do. I always let them. You know, let them flourish, and yeah. um, and uh, that's that's the secret to having a really good team. It's having good people in the first instance, and then letting them letting them letting them shine. Yeah, yeah. And you know, how have you found your ideal role, Kevin? You you must be happy in your work now. How do you know when you found it, and you know what what makes it you know tick over for you? Well, I, I knew I'd found the role when when I was appointed as commercial director for for, for, for broadcast for uh, Crown Castle and and then um, and Arkiva because I I was working with really bright people and and that that's what really gives me a buzz. I like working with good people. I like good customers as well. We have some fantastic customers. So you know, if you're doing something interested, you're working with nice people. You've got good customers you know uh, what what more can you like what what more do you want you know it's you know it's it makes you know going into work gives you a skip and you think right i've got a problem today and i'm trying to going to try and solve the problem but you know you'll solve it because you've done it before and you have the team behind you that will be able to help you and you know and they'll solve the problem and you know so yeah it's it's you know, you're not you're not doing something boring or or, or you know or, or you know you know day to day. You're making a difference, and yeah. um, and your clients when they say thank you and they really appreciate what you've done, that really gives you a, a you know a real special moment. So you know. absolutely, yeah. And like you know, even for me, I didn't find my sort of ideal role until sort of. 10, 10 or 15 years into my sort of career so not everyone finds their ideal role straight away i guess no and i might so sorry to drop but my my, my role I, I i didn't start my career thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna end up there yeah. i i sort of uh fell into it but i was working for um an, an md he was an australian and he called me and said um uh and said uh well, I'd, I'd actually told him I was I was kind of bored doing what I was doing, and I said, you know, just to let you know, I'm, I'm, I need another challenge. And not long after that, he called me and said, um, "What about this?" <laughs> and I said, "Oh, how long have I got to think about?" It? He says, "Well, you got an hour." <laughs> <laughs> That's long enough, right? <laughs> on you, and, on you, on you. Yeah. Uh, and so, if uh, people want to uh, find more about you, Kevin, you're on LinkedIn. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, just put the URL up there. So uh, anyone who wants to connect with Kevin, you see his recent experience, uh, feel free to go on LinkedIn and connect with him. Um, so on that, Kevin, uh, I'd just like to say thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting it's, me. It's been a pleasure going through all the uh, commercial negotiations of yesteryear with you. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Thanks for tuning in to Broadcast Media, the inside track. 
subscribe for more real-life insights into the industry. And for more information, head to ancast.co.uk.